Hello and welcome to another episode of the Boston Celtics Reddit Podcast. My name is Ben Vallis, aka Brittle Gash, and I, like most of you, am having a rough day after sitting through the 116-86 to reverse Geno blowout loss to the Cavaliers of Cleveland. Jackson and Joe are, of course, here with me to break it all down, take a look at some of the Celtics Reddit threads and tweets, uh, but before that, and speaking of which, if you want to reach out outside of Reddit, you can find us on Twitter at RCelticsPod. That's the letter R, Celtics Pod. If you want to support the podcast and upvote, a Twitter follow, a subscribe, and a five-star rating are all super helpful and very much appreciated. Meanwhile, gentlemen, I feel like I just spent two hours staring into the sun. What the F was that? Joe, what did you like? What didn't you like? Give us a full rundown, please. Just just quickly, just quickly before we start. The, you can't see this, guys, but Ben's actually set up his monitor a little bit differently. And it looks like he's still staring into the sun. He's got this thousand-yard <laughs> stare going on. He's sort of looking a little bit off camera. But he's bought a new monitor. Nice of you to notice. <laughs> anyway... Well, it was, it was a great day here for laundry, <laughs> but the only laundry I cared about today was the green laundry, and it just failed to fire up. It happens. It happens, guys. Um, I think we all know that, that, that our team has, has a couple of these games in them, and, uh, and we got it today. But um, Yeah, I guess for me, I, I felt like we really lost the game in, in the first quarter, which is unusual for us because I was generally confident you know, I'm generally confident of a comeback, but um, didn't happen. It's very unusual not to see a run from us, and um, I, I felt like, it, yeah, that was the waste of the afternoon. I was sort of waiting for that run to come, and it just never arrived. Yeah, I too on on uh, Green Laundry Day uh, failed to get the wine and gold stains out of mine, which was um, <laughs> quite annoying. Nice. There, sorry, I had to jump on that laundry, um, whatever you want to call it, there, quip. But um, yeah, no, look to me, it was like a carbon copy of Game One, except the roles were reversed. Like they got out to that big lead, basically. By the end of the fourth quarter, I think in the fourth quarter, and by the end of the first quarter, we were down fifteen. And I think I wrote on the chat I have with you guys, like that's the realistic amount I want to be down after one. I think any more than that, it's going to get, you know, it's going to build from there, and then it just progressively, little by little, built to twenty, built to twenty six, built to you know thirty, and that's how it finished. So it felt like we never showed up. To be perfectly honest, obviously there are things that the Cavs did that they were much better than at home than they were in the first two games. Notably, the supporting cast—you know, very balanced uh, offensive game from everybody there. Their defense looked a lot better as well. But I mean, if I'm going to take any kind of positive away from this, it's the fact that we just really didn't even show up. Like, if we battled, if we really pushed hard to get that game and lost by a little bit, like I'd be a, le- a lot less—I don't know—I'd be, I'd be more angry than I am, sort of, I guess, sedated by that result there. But I'm taking comfort in the fact that we didn't really just look to even put the effort in or show up and I think that's something that can be corrected and we've seen corrected yeah, I, time and time again I don't know what's better um, like a, a, a blowout loss where we are just completely defeated and it's like how are we going to bounce back like we need to get revenge um, like that. there's a lot there sort of spurring us on into game four or a, a close like heartbreaking loss where we did everything we could and, and yet we still lost. I kind of feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna take a loss in the playoffs, you know, in a best of seven series to take that blowout where you just kind of, I mean, it looked like the guys were walking away from it, you know, shortly into the third quarter. I feel like that puts us in a better stead heading into game four. But I don't know. I'm not an NBA player. I don't know. I don't know how it feels, but it felt pretty shitty sitting on the couch watching the guys today but you, you've got to give it to the credit to the Cavaliers I guess they were so so much better tonight than they have been 
in the series so far. They were, you know, aggressive and they played organized hoops for 48 minutes straight, which I don't know if we've seen them do all season. Um, and certainly in the series and like, you know, compliment to us, I guess, you know, you're trying to like dig or sieve through for like feel good um, takeaways from this. And it took them playing 48 minutes straight, even towards the end in garbage time to, to put us away and their defensive intensity uh, tonight was just night and day different and just like worlds apart from what we've seen from them, seen from them so far. Uh, it was incredible. George Hill came out hot in the first quarter, scored, I think 11 points with 13 overall. And then Kyle Corbett just didn't miss a shot all game, scoring 14 points. And uh, Tristan Thompson, I think, was the difference as well. Just did a great job on the boards. He, I don't know, I looked at the stats after the game, and he, he didn't come away with a lot of rebounds, but it just felt like he was always there in like timely moments mm. to, to get them an extra possession or to add some rim protection and um, receive like some just insane passes from LeBron as well, who, by the way, was incredible. Uh, 27 points. 12 assists, five boards, and two blocks, and just some, like I said, just fucking <laughs> well, crazy one passes. One actual block, sorry, but the, the Ojale was fouled, but anyway. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> that was craze. Like, Ojale completely owned him on the defensive end, the play before, and then, yeah, you guys know how it went, but uh, that was that was frustrating. Yeah, sour grapes, anyway. They, they deserve one. Um, I, okay, I sort of felt like I've kind of I've kind of gone into a little bit of detail with the first quarter just because I sort of felt like that, that was where ultimately the game was lost and I th- I about three things kind of popped out to me. The first was um, just sloppy passing and and there was a little bit of that on both sides but from our end there was um, Jalen Brown missed a, like mucked up a dribble handoff with well actually Rosier on like the first inbound of the game like. They stuffed that up. Rosier didn't 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 play aggressively enough, and he didn't. And we wound up getting the ball anyway. But like, it was just a bad omen. Like, I don't like it when we come out like, and we need to own our space straight away. You know, we need to be physical. We we need to be aggressive, and we need to like be really assertive in getting the ball. And that, that inbounds play was just kind of a little bit emblematic of that. Um, yes. Yeah. So user user family guy thirty five on Celtics Reddit uh, said in the post game thread, no energy and Cavs roles players really showed out. Game four is a must win to me because you don't want to give LeBron life. Got to get more from Horford, Rozier, and Brown. Kind of speaks to what you were saying, Joe. Like, yeah, we were sloppy on offense and certainly defense, but it was just a, a lack of energy there that sort of led to that. It's almost like we had become um, comfortable with the, the lack of intensity from the Cavs defensive side of things. And so we just thought we could kind of roll through the motions with our dribble handoffs and sort of our offensive schemes, um, which just wasn't going to cut it, you know, in the Eastern Conference finals on the road. Yeah, we, you know, you've just, you've got to be, it's, it's, it's all about the, everybody knows what you're going to run in the NBA, right? It's all down to execution. So um, I just, I, I think like, there was just a couple of instances where there was just a, a general lack of sharpness. And and sometimes it's like, I don't know if you guys have ever had this. You probably don't in Australia because it's so warm and sunny over there all the time. But in New Zealand, like we play in some really cold... Freezing 19 degrees today. Thank you very much, Joe. <laughs> we actually got 18, believe it or not. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, <laughs> don't know how you're alive. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you get a cold... Have you guys ever played in like a really cold gym? Like a freezing yeah, cold yeah. gym? Yeah. You know that feeling how like it's like the ball it's just really hard off the rim, your hands are cold particularly and the ball doesn't bounce right. 
you just feel all out of sorts. That's to me what like Rosier and 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 Brown particularly looked like tonight. They just looked like they didn't feel right. Like they were, in, they were just reminding me of playing in a cold gym. You know, um, Brown's shot looks a little heavy sometimes when he's not playing well, and um, and his first shot was really heavy. Yeah, I just sort of felt like that, and there was a snowball effect from from that. You got to come out. You got to get warm. You've got to. Um, and you've got to really, you've got to really dominate people physically um, in the playoffs. And we just didn't, you know, we just we're never comfortable. Um, yeah, because we took the first punch. Sorry, Joe. I was gonna say, I wonder how much of this is symptomatic with the kind of on-running theme that the media seems to have adopted. And it is true if you look at the numbers. I guess that we're, you know, we're, we're no good on the road in the in these playoffs. Now, I, I was kind of going into this game three thinking to myself, okay, that was the Bucks series. You know, we were we weren't the team that we were now. We didn't have the momentum together, whatnot. You know, we went into Philly in a, in a two up and got the, the the killer blow there ultimately, which ended up being going three nil up. So I thought, you know, they all this about being not being able to perform on the road or anything like that, you know, we can still we could certainly do it. We could certainly show up here, but like I was completely like proven wrong because I think like whatever you want to attribute it down to this individual basis that happened on this night versus what you want to look at, you know, throughout the playoffs thus far and we struggle on the road. It just seemed to be all the all the telltale signs seemed to be there, you know, that the ball wasn't going in, you know. The foul calls, we were getting some pretty soft calls, but, like, I think you, you kind of have to just not, not read anything into that when you're already down 15, 20 throughout the course of the game anyway. So there's that. But, um, no, I, I, it's something that I really hope in the next game they can at least, even if it's a game where, where we find ourselves down, I want to see just a little bit more fight and a little bit more, yeah, just awareness and, you know, it's to not look like we're playing in a cold gym, even if it is. Even if they are feeling that, I just kind of want to see a little bit more, you know, aggression. Even if it's you know can be mis- bit, bit misplaced, you know, I just want to see a bit more fight. Yeah. Sort of like the reverse San Antonio air conditioning fault <laughs> theory there, where yeah, the make it really conditioning cold conditioning. and like bugger up the Celtics. <laughs> Although it is really cold in Boston, so I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. But anyway, the I, I thought the Cavs, um, like, really credit to them. Like we we played poorly, but they did play very very well, and Brad Stevens kept going to that in his post-game um, press conference interview. Um, I'm sort of paraphrasing him here, but they, they did a great job um, switching on defense and also just like mucking us up when we were on offense. You know, getting their hands in every play and getting a touch on every ball and just like a level of tenacity that you wouldn't really expect from this Cavs team who are kind of just like, you know, like, again, I'm not an NBA player. I if if you didn't know that, like, please understand that. <laughs> um, Wait, so, your last name's not so, Pippa. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only reason I signed up for this like, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> so so not in the NBA, just really, really not there at all. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, the tenacity on defense. But uh, like I said, we haven't really expected that from the from the Cavs role players, um, and for good reason because if you're playing with LeBron James, like. You kind of just like, oh, you know, he is sort of one of the best players of all time. I can, I can probably take a lot of nights off. And it took them going down, you know, 2-0 in this series to maybe realize that that, that wasn't going to cut it. And they really, really showed that sort of turnaround tonight, which was scary. And I, I feel like from us, like from our side, the Celtic side of things, like now we have to find it within ourselves to probably not only sort of elevate back to... Our, our level that we showed in, in games one and two, but possibly if we're going to win on the road, we need to take it, you know, to a level above that. So that's going to be interesting uh, to see how we get there, what we do to get there. Um, I don't know. I think we need to not overreact to the Cavs shooting the lights out. But, I, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't feel like that's really why we lost. It wasn't like we got blitzed offensively. 
we kind of just like lost touch because we couldn't score. And that's a little more like, that's a little more concerning to me. I think we should be able to score against these guys. And, and um, I think just tightening up what we do offensively is probably going to be as much to do as anything. That said, um, I think our pick and roll coverage on LeBron, um, LeBron kind of got going when Morris is two times, Morris tried to go under the screen and he backed up. The first time was that one was, this is like, this is a sort of mid, mid first quarter. The first time was like LeBron just dribbled into a three. And the, the second time Van Gundy pointed it out yeah, and looked really bad on the replay. It looked like he got his ankles broken, but he was trying to go under and then Tristan Thompson flipped the screen on him. And I just don't think that's the way to go. I think we've got to do what Indiana did and get up into his knees. And, um, and that's got to be the tone that we set right the way through, not going under. Ugh. Ugh, don't go under if you're man if you're on the ball and you get it it's screened, that's gross. Yeah, and like LeBron James hasn't typically been like a prolific three point shooter, but certainly later in his career, like in the last year or two, he has picked that up a bit. So there is a an added risk in going under those screens, not only obviously giving him the room to to play make, but he can also um pull up for those threes as well. Um But there there wasn't a lot of uh difference in some of the sort of crucial stats like um Points off turnovers were, I think, identical, uh, like points in transition, etc. The the real, like, stark difference was field goal percentage. So they shot just under 50% from the field, and we shot just under 40% from the field, which that actually is surprising looking at it. I guess maybe we made some yeah. shots in garbage time or something. <laughs> that just that seems, yeah. it seems high. <laughs> But I mean, you know, we can we can break this down as much as we like. But we played poorly, and they played really well. And you know, <laughs> uh, not to simplify things too much, but that that's that was the difference. Like, and that is why they won, and that is why we lost. And that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, uh, user Marco Somizu, Somizu, I don't know. Sorry, mate. Says, uh, and I feel like this is a good time to to turn to this. Uh, the same way we shouldn't overreact over our two wins at home, we can't overreact to this loss. Obviously, the refs sucked, but the key thing for me is that we didn't execute our game plan well. We must lock guys like JR, Corva, and Hill. I'm guessing he means we must lock down guys like JR, Corva, and Hill. This is the key to win the series. I don't give a fuck if LeBron scores like 40 and Love 20. If we do a decent job at that, everything will work itself out. Other than that, it's just about effort. I didn't see our guys hungry as they said they were. I didn't see a single guy in green diving for the ball or fighting for a rebound. Uh, and separate comment, but uh, similar, I guess, working off the back of uh, Marco Samiz's comment, user Come Milkshake says... I was wondering if you were going to read it. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I'm you, did you did it. This is, a, this, is, this is an unrated podcast. Me, it's fine. Smile. User Come Milkshake. <laughs> we just need one win on the road and the series is ours. So uh, to combine the sentiments from uh, Marco Samiz and Come Milkshake, a little bit more effort might equate to a win on the road uh, and then it's happy days and then I can book my flights to Boston. Um, <laughs> what did you guys think about the the effort? And, I, mean, I don't know. I don't even know if, if I really need to ask you guys. Like the effort was obviously quite low, but I guess heading into game four, w- what can we do differently to, uh, you know, to put ourselves in a better position? I guess just to reiterate what I was talking before, like whatever it is that kind of, whatever mindset we have when we're going into games at home, we need to at least discover some of that when we go into this game here. Like 
both of these games were going to be crucial for obvious reasons, but like we, are, it's so evenly poised now because I think what the general consensus amongst certainly neutrals will be is if they get back to two two, they would probably all favour LeBron to to push on and to go forward. You know, you counteract that with the record that we've got at home and how the Cavs look on the road and blah 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 blah. Like we can avoid like we can avoid a long nerve shredding series by showing up and fighting and really taking it to them for game four. If we go three and one on the road, if we can get that three and one on the road, then I'm, I'm, I think that's, I think that's curtains. You don't want to jinx it or anything, but realistically, I think that's job done. Yeah, totally. But it's not unusual for, for a team to win game three at home, right? Like I think it, and, and look, the Cavs, that they were probably going to blow us out in one game this series. We just kind of, our team's a little bit like that. Eh? Like our crap games are really crap. You know, like, and and we, we just occasionally just lay an egg. Um, so, yeah, at least it's a game. Game in two days. Um, forget about it. What the slate playing. Um, I, I, the thing I'm looking for is I felt like Jalen Brown's demeanor tonight was not good, eh? Like, no, it was surprisingly so. In the first quarter, man, like, I was kind of like, I was really trying to break the film down, you know, because I want to be like Zach Lowe one day. But, um, man, like, <laughs> Brown was awful man in the first quarter like he got into foul trouble but he was awful like the first three that george hill got that was him that was him like basically losing track of george hill after a switch that didn't even need to happen it was just it was just like ah um and then you know that foul that fifth foul he got i don't remember the one where lebron caught it at the elbow and he came around and he tried to get a steal and he just sort of started hacking at him game was already decided at this point but yeah it was just like reckless. It was it was reckless. Like Jay King commented on it as well on Twitter, and I was like, "Yeah, man, like that's." I just don't like where his head was at tonight. I think Jalen Brown's a really emotional guy, and um, and I want to see him his emotions channeled right on uh, on uh, what day will it be? Tuesday, our time. Yeah, he also had uh, a couple of really low effort closeouts. Uh, one sort of later in the game, which I don't know if you can just sort of just sort of give it to him because it was so late in the game and we were losing by so much, but a really low effort closeout in terms of fighting through a screen and getting up on Kyle Corver, who I think shot perfectly from the field tonight. He did. Yeah, he didn't miss. Um, Al Horford, though, is probably someone like us who wants to forget tonight and move on to the next game. He was pretty much invisible. He only took four shots in 30 minutes, Every- finished with seven points, four assists, and seven boards. Um as someone who is, he's like the the catalyst for our offense, right? Like he, everything runs through him. And if if what he does, um, if he's doing that well, and it sounds obvious to say it, then then the whole team benefits from it. And he wasn't really doing anything tonight. It's not even a question of whether he was doing it well or not. Like he just, it seemed like he was hardly there. And it probably shows how important he is to our team. Like they, I feel like the Cavs, you know, credit to them again, did a really good job of taking him out of the game. Yeah, I'd say to a lesser degree, he's kind of like what LeBron is to the Cavs. You know, I think if if, if he has an off game, then I think everyone kind of, well, they wouldn't look to him if he's having an off game, but I think it, it, it kind of, it infects the rest of the guys, kind of very similar to the way that um, LeBron does for the Cavs, who obviously not on the same scale, but I think there's a correlation there that's um, that the results seem to suggest so far. Yeah, that play where he like, he caught it in space in the pocket and he should have shot it and then he went up and he tried to look to pass it. I forget who was on, on, the, on the wing. Um, do you guys know the one I'm talking about? And then LeBron was LeBron stole the ball off and he tried to pass it in the mid air. Do you guys know the? Can you think of the play I'm thinking? Oh of? yeah, earlier in the game, and Tatum was open in the, on the in the corner. Yeah, and but he just like he should have just shot it. Out. Like you know, I felt like he was overthinking. Is uh, that, that's yeah. what it looked like to me. User and friend of the show, Leeds Big, also a moderator of the Celtic subreddit, 
she wrote, Bad game. So much ugliness, but it was shelled in one. We didn't look good from the, the start and never had it in us to get back. Absolutely right. Just a completely off night. We're just saving the buckets for Monday. I hope so. Definitely going to Game 5 in Boston. Count me in on that one for sure. Well, as as overseas, as international Celtics analysts lead speak, we are very jealous of your ability to go to Game 5. Um, but you're absolutely right. It was a bad game. It was ugly. And uh, look, move on to Game 4 and just forget about it and, and, and bounce back. Um, I made a note. Uh, well, I mean, I made a note of it, but they're, they're not my statistics. But uh, none of the Celtics finished with a positive plus minus. Meanwhile... None of the Cavs finished with a negative plus minus. Um, really just sort of a, a illuminating and conclusive stats given everything that we saw. Um, like the, the statistics sort of match up with the eye test there a little bit. It's a terrible game for us and a great game for the Cavs. Not much else to say. Ugh. Yes. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Let's all breathe a collective sigh of ugh. Uh, <laughs> now, before we move on, Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer tweeted the Celtics are closing this game with a lineup that weighs a combined 1250 pounds I should have done the uh the the conversion <laughs> uh into kilos anyway Aaron Baines roughly 600 Greg Monroe Gershon Yabuselli Sammy Ojale and Advil Nader so much for small ball 567 kilos for those in the metric wow. of the universe. Br- bring in the stats live I love it it's, uh... <laughs> hashtag analysis <laughs> yeah uh i don't know i thought that was a like a nice little um way to end the analysis if you even want to call it that for game three because uh pretty pretty shit pretty crap game not a lot of fun to watch from the celtics perspective so it's good to have um you know some humorous little tidbits to end up on there now i have added a segment i don't know if i talked to you guys um about this before starting the podcast go on uh what has been approved aptly named Things to be happy about. And these beers fans oh, have oh. to be disappointed. What an unfortunate thing to happen on Dozen Egg Night. <laughs> Which I think is something we all I'm need. I'm not very happy about it. <laughs> yeah, so um, look, I've, I've pasted it all there on the run sheet. I don't know if you guys have looked through it. But uh, yeah, okay. Thing to be happy about, number one. We're still only two wins away from the finals. It's true. That's <laughs> true. It's, it's going to be a mantra of mine, going to bed tonight, just repeating that to myself as I uh, fall asleep. Uh, We're not thing to be, away. Thing to be happy about, number two. Still up 2-1 in the series. In case you didn't also know, true. still got the lead, still ahead. Uh, we have home court advantage, number three. I like that one. That one, that one has some some weight to it. I can get behind. <laughs> so if, I don't know what happiness sounds like. I'm not hearing much from you guys so far. Maybe. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm so relieved. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, okay. Uh, Jason Tatum played well, led our team in scoring 18 points. He did play very very well. Uh, all things considered, uh, he had some. He got to the line. Uh, quite easily at certain moments when we really needed some points. Um, he had some nice buckets, toe, for lack of a better term. His toe wasn't pointing. His toe wasn't pointing back towards our hoop. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great, no, great adjustment the of your toe there, Tatum. Yeah, yeah. Must or, he was attacking Jr's leg. I can see yeah. that. <laughs> uh, and remember. The Celtics were down by 50 during one Eastern Conference Finals game last year. By that standard, tonight was not so bad. And that's courtesy of Mike Dynan 
on Twitter. Yeah, wow. Good call. How crap was yeah, the equivalent that, series last year? That was a grim year. game. <laughs> yeah, that was a grim, grim series. Ugh. I didn't even watch the win. I just gave up, yeah. which just sounds very, very uh, bandwagon. Hey, but yeah, no. here's another yeah, reason yeah. to be happy. We haven't yet had a Marcus Smart game. You know, we've had like a normal Marcus Smart game, but we haven't yet had the offensive explosion Marcus Smart game, which will happen at some point. I get it has to happen on the road he, too. He, I believe he had one well. at Philly. Yeah. Well, well, against, it wasn't at Philly. It was against Philly. He'll have one. It'll happen. Look, not to detract too much from you know the the, the happiness based segment, but Marcus Smart tonight I thought was fairly terrible. He took a lot of like pull up twos uh, where yeah. he would get a pick set for him, and the opportunity for the pass off the roll was not there. And rather than sort of pull it out or dish it out, he would just take the semi contested just beyond the free throw line uh, two-point shots, which are just terrible. Like, he, he is not a good shooter, and he, he shot, I think, nine shots in the game, which is about five too many for the looks that he was getting. Um, yeah. And it was just, I don't know, it was very, very ben, frustrating. Then Marcus Smart is going to go... You live by the Marcus. He's going to go three for nine till the end of time, man. <laughs> he's just going to go three for nine. You can pencil him in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you need him to get that positive plus minus, yeah. and he just he wasn't there tonight, but uh, no one was, so... Whatever. Um, now, look, probably a shorter podcast for you guys today, but that's all right. There's really not much else to say about what we just witnessed other than, like, let's just move the hell on. Uh, before we wrap this one up, guys, I want to hear from you your predictions for Game 4, score predictions, uh, and just general what-the-hell's-going-to-happen style predictions. What do you got? I see a far closer, far more... I was gonna say, I was gonna say more, more of a tough game, more of a fight that we're probably more than what, but we've, you know, haven't really seen one as of yet. You know, a real tooth and nail scrappy fair. I do sadly see the Cavs getting it back two two, but I think, I, I think, I think it'll be the kind of performance where we can draw a lot more positives, a lot more tangible signs that we can, we can hang, we can hang with them. So, I'm, sadly, I'm gonna say a Cavs win, close Cavs win. Joe, I still think we're the better team, and I think we're gonna win tomorrow because I think we have to. Um. A little, yeah, I do think we kind of have to a little bit. Um, I think we've got to knock Cleveland out. You know, we can't, we're not going to survive Cleveland. We've got to knock them out. So, um, yeah, I think we'll win yep. tomorrow. I think it'll be, oh, I think yes, it'll be close. Yes, please. Uh, score predictions? Can we go that far? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just throw some, throw sure, something sure, out sure, there. Sure. Um, I'm going to go 98, 92. Celtics. I'll, Celtics. I'll say, I'll say 115, 113, Cleveland. Ooh, well, I don't know if I can handle that. Too many points. Uh, that's not a close game. Uh, yeah, look, I think the Celtics will win, mostly from what you said, Joe. I don't really have anything new to add to that. Like, we, we have to win this game. We have to go in. It sounds cliche. Like, this is our, our game seven. Because if we if we give LeBron an opportunity to win a series where it's 2-2 and he only has to win two games basically on his own, then I, I, I don't have a lot of confidence that we can overcome that. So it's important to throw the haymaker and go up 3-1. Score prediction, 96 to 87. It's going to be a low-scoring uh, slugfest. But we'll see. We've been close to right on this podcast before, so uh, take from that what you will. It can happen again. All right, well, that'll just about do it. For this episode of the Boston Celtics Reddit podcast, I'm off to have my memory wiped in the style of Men in Black after what we just saw today. Jackson and Joe, it's been real. Your efforts today far exceeded that of the Celtics starting five. Uh, that is very much appreciated. Thank you, guys. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. We'll be back shortly after Game 4. In the meantime, 
Head on over to the Celtics Reddit page for this episode to find out about our t-shirt giveaway. It's a lot easier than you'd think, and you might end up with a sweet t-shirt, which is very Celtic-y and just a little bit reddity. All right, on to game four. Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace.